Lead Time is a podcast of the Unite Leadership Collective, hosted by Tim Allman and Jack Kalliberg. Lead Time taps into biblical wisdom for practical solutions to today's burning issues. Each podcast confronts real-time struggles facing the local church in a post-Christian culture. Step into the action with the ULC at uniteleadership.org. This is Lead Time. Hey, pastor and church leader, do you ever feel stuck and you don't know the right next thing to do with discipleship, in multiplying disciples, in putting together uh, structure and systems, but also not losing this organic need to maintain a culture of life-on-life discipleship centered in your big why? All of those things that I just threw out, if you're like, I don't even know what you said. I don't even know how that fits in our world uh, here in our congregation. If you got questions, uh, the Unite Leadership Collective is here for you. We invite you to join our next accelerator, and we will teach you. We will help you build over a whole year uh, a leadership development culture centered on the structure, systems, and culture centered in a big why that will release your found and baptized leaders for mission in the name of Jesus. Come and learn with us, uniteleadership.org. Looking forward to hanging out very, very soon. Welcome to Lead Time, Tim and Jake here, and it is a beautiful day to be alive. I hope you're breathing deeply from the Holy Spirit, ready to encounter a wonderful reality, which is this whirlwind of a leader. His name is KJ Struz. Struz is in the house. This is the third time, the trifecta. I think it's the only, I don't know how, what episode we're on right now, 80, one. 90, I don't know, something like that. Three times KJ's been on with us, and here is why. I was just telling you. We need more young, vibrant, dreamful leaders. We want to platform as much as we can the next generation of leaders. And you're not the next gen, you're this gen right now. And Jesus is doing wonderful things through you. And we cannot wait to learn from you today here at Lead Time. Amen. Yeah, we love your personality, your smile, your gifting. You just ooze um, joy. And to talk about health and wellness, it's a topic in the church that a lot of churches are like, ah, we're not going to touch that. But think about Jesus's life. Right. The man walked like 11, 12, 20 miles a day, depending. He'd always be with his disciples. And the guy must be fit, um, eating lean, um, not overeating and eating just enough to, to get full and substance from the Father, and then to go and multiply uh, his ministry to what we are today, the Jesus followers uh, throughout all the continents. Um, we must talk about health and wellness. And there's too many people that are that are struggling out there. You're not sure, like, where do I go with this? I'm not educated on these topics. I'm insecure about it. KJ is going to help us out today with that. Go back to episode 19 and 35, where he talked about holistic health and um, also some other great content, 19 and 35. Yeah, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, it's right and there in Paul. We are not Gnostics, which just mean it's about up and out there. God cares about tangible things. He got dirty when he created man out of, out of the dust. So we should care for our bodies, 100%. Yeah, and when we talk about the joy of Jesus, a lot of people, I just don't have joy because it actually is connected to maybe what you're putting in your mouth, what you're right. eating, what you're drinking, how your heart's functioning, if you're exercising or not. And so during COVID-19, let's say it's, uh, when we're filming this, at least it is June 18th. <laughs> this started around March 1st. Man, people, 
their rhythms are probably a little whack or they're actually enhanced. So what are you seeing? What are you hearing about, you know, pre-COVID health, post-COVID health? Has this uh, impacted us more beneficially that we had more time maybe to do things or not? Yeah, with this. So this is, of course, my opinion, but I believe there's a bigger spread with this. Okay. So you're going to have more people going towards taking health back in their own hands, yeah. um, doing their own research. Of course, that's sure. the other part that's hard because you don't want to be researching on Dr. Google and reading some wrong information. But th- so more people are just taking back in their own hands. And the other half, I believe, are almost kind of taking an aspect of fear. And it's not their fault. It's just what we're hearing. It's just everything that's going on. So I think that gap is getting bigger, mm. but I do believe that those that are going towards the end of taking back in their own hands are getting stronger in that aspect. I agree. We, me and my wife just started a new rhythm, third weekend of 6 a.m., walking or running for 30 minutes every morning. And today, in this whole neighborhood of ours, we saw five couples walking and running yeah. together, and they all were on our street. So I was like, man, our street is rocking. <laughs> you know, this whole neighborhood, you guys got to get with it. But it was like, I've never seen that in my life at that kind of hour no. of the day Especially where people summer. have time and then they're they they were smiling and they're mar- they're talking yeah. and it seemed like it's strengthening marriages too. Yeah. So today <laughs> you are going to help us take the right next steps. Now, motivation is only motivation if it leads to action. Right. We we're not here to just inspire you. We're here to inspire you to actually do something. So over the next 25 minutes or so, you get you get a pen out uh, you need to say, what is my one, maybe two things that I'm going to take from this conversation that's going to transform me and help me transform others? So today, our topic is the five myths of health and wellness. You are going to bring it. Mm, and, can't wait. Uh, All right, I want to hear the first Hercules, one, Hercules, man. Hercules, lean in, Hercules, lean in, Hercules, listener. Hercules. Hey, yes, as we lean first in. myth. First myth is a calorie is a calorie. Calorie is a calorie. And so, a calorie is a calorie, isn't, isn't it? it? It kind of is, but it kind of is at the same okay. time. But I think about this. We go back to when God created the earth. He didn't go, I'm going to create this with 30 calories. Calories. <laughs> Am I going to create this with 60 calories? Ooh. Oh, we're going to up this little to 250 over here. Our Big Mac's at 2,000. A Texan steer, 10,000 calories. Right? Yeah. He's not like adding those together, but hmm. of course we've made it work for us. So then how do you keep adapting with that? But now you have to look at the nutrition that's coming with that calorie. So is a Pepsi equal to an apple? Not a chance. I Not know, a chance. I know that. Correct. But sometimes you can look at the calories and be like, well, I can get 150 right. calories from a soda, but All also calories the apple. are not equal. They're not equal. So what's the difference? Okay, so what, let's look at what's in a Pepsi. All right, well, a lot of artificial stuff, a lot of sugar, and that, of course, equates to calories. That's pretty much all that's in a Pepsi, just a lot of things that are good for your taste buds. That'd be good for Wait, you how, long how do you, term. How do you, give me a new vernacular. Bad calories... Empty. Empty. Empty is a good term because now the fact is your body's going to want more from that. So when God created the earth, he created things like apples, celery, uh, potatoes, things like that, that has fiber, has nutrition, it has water content. So now there's this holistic effect that's going back to the, what we look at, holistic health. So it, it's just going back to almost what God did. Like it's almost the easiest way to say it is so instead of looking at how many calories am I having throughout the day, it's what nutrition am I getting from those calories? What color are my foods? Are they a lot of white? Are they a lot of potatoes, burgers? Is it a lot of brown meats? Um, or is it, ooh, I got some purple cabbage today. Ooh, I got some greens, dark leafy greens. We talked about microgreens the other day. So what am I getting from that? Because now that nutrition, you're feeling your cells as opposed to just, I have energy throughout the day. There's your M&Ms. 
macros and your micros. Proteins, carbs, fats. And you've also got vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin K. So, dude, you know, exactly. So, so legit. So, calorie counting is helpful? Not what? I say it's not. I don't focus on, I don't think I've ever counted calories. So, I got this app, I'm walking, right? And I, I burn that many calories, or I rode my bike, I burn that many calories. Useless? What? That's great when you're looking on proteins, carbs, and fats. So that is totally helpful on that scale. When you're looking at weight loss, it can be beneficial. But when it comes to eating, in my opinion, it's more beneficial to look at what am I getting from that. If you're looking at counting something, I would count how much fiber you're getting. There's a lot of research on fiber. And I look at how much fat you're getting, beneficial fat, not trans fat, saturated fat. How much am I getting from olive oil, avocados, walnuts, beneficial things. So it's a totally different thing to look at. Um, And I don't even count, like fat is nine grams or... Um, nine calories per gram instead of the four coming from proteins and carbs. Now take notes right there, right? It's a little tip. Um, alcohol is seven if you want to know. But um, you're looking at, I don't even count those calories, those nine. You just look at, I'm getting beneficial food. I'm eating whole foods that God gave me on this planet. When, when kind of in my mind as a child, learning probably probably high school, it's like, oh, it's around 2,000 calories needed for my body yeah, average American, or naturally you see on labels, right? 2,000, this and is the average, And it's all yeah. according to that label. Um, is there, you're kind of throwing that to the side, wanting to count better, not even count, but, but say I'm eating the right things. Correct. Is there, can you overeat vegetables and fruit? No. Because you're kind of oh. putting this, <laughs> yeah. I love that. So just, can, so you could eat 4,000 calories of that. It's like really hard, by the way. So I'm actually reading a book called How Not to Diet. And he actually wrote How Not to Die in a bunch of other books. And I'm going to go through all of this because he's super interesting. Um, uh, Dr. Greger, I believe his name is. Um, These books are... First um, book recommend. Audible book. It's like 24 hours. Like these are dense (laughs) books. Wow, that is intense. And then like the books are like 700 pages. But he's going to the best research for... Oh, man. I remember the numbers. But basically, if you want to eat 4,000 calories of fruits and vegetables, okay. you basically have to not stop eating throughout the day. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you because, can't. because of the amount of fiber, that yeah. fiber is going to fill you but up. But you could probably get to 2,000. Oh, easily. And that'd that's be the also right very challenging to eat. Yeah. That's yeah. also very challenging. You'd have the energy from the micronutrition, just like we talked about before. You can go to the doctor and they say, oh, you're deficient in protein. I've never heard that. They say you're deficient in vitamin K, deficient in vitamin D. These are the things that we need to be focusing on at the same time. Is That's why paleo kind of goes that route a little bit. Say, let's focus on some micronutrition, what we're missing. Um, that was in the 90s when that kind of started a trend of proteins, carbs, and fats. And we're really our main focus. Balancing all of that. So Correct. focusing a little bit more on our, our micros. Yeah. Um, I did a metabolic reset yeah. again with my wife. We've done it the last two years in, in June. And uh, we go no oils okay. for the first two weeks Okay. And just eat, so it's no, it's limited caffeine, no alcohol, um, and it's it's a, a piece of bread, mm-hmm. rye bread. It's uh, vegetables and yeah. the right types of vegetables based on some blood work. So a, f- a lot of vegetables, yeah. a little bit of pro. So and I'm, I'm putting also this kind of on a scale, right? So I yep. can teach my body like how much I need. Exactly. Five five hour intervals between between eating, okay. and then um, and then fruit too. So fruit, protein. Good amount of veggies, and then um, and then a little bit of caffeine. If you want a coffee, that's cool. And then after two weeks, so this happened for me like three days ago. Now you get to add back in, add back in oils. And so my oils are ghee, mm-hmm. um, flaxseed oil, 
put that over, put that over salads, and then and then coconut oil. So I all that to say, I got around to coconut oil, mm-hmm. and I've gotten numerous people, three people, okay, um, <laughs> who said I, I've seen some bad things about coconut oil, uh, and and so I'd love for you to say something about coconut oil. Coconut oil. So I, I've heard three different things, and it's gone through phases, like just like a handful of things, just like. Soy has gone through phases. Oh, soy was bad. No, it's okay for you. Eh, it's bad. All right, in moderation, it's all right. Like, and same thing with coconut oil. It's going to keep cycling because we're going to find new research. My opinion is, is everything in moderation, including moderation. Exactly. So it's like, whatever. Is, is the one Pepsi going to kill you? Absolutely not. But is that trend going to create some more, more habits. habits that may not be beneficial? Absolutely, it's possible. Um, same with coconut oil. As long as you're not drinking an entire bottle of coconut oil, I don't believe there's a problem with it. Exactly. Mixed e- even the even veggies. Te- mix some veggies or even your coffee. I've had some people do, so it's, it's actually beneficial there too. That's cool. Um, so yeah, the first myth was that all <laughs> calories are not equal, and so that's a, that's a myth, right? The second myth is uh, if you want, and that was the truth then, if you want to lose weight, go on a diet or a cleanse. So we hear that, right? If you want to lose weight, you know, go on a diet or a cleanse. Maybe you talk about keto as well. I mean, that's out there. So. Yeah, so keto, paleo, those are, paleo is still kind of hanging around. That hasn't gone away, but keto is definitely still the big one right now. And I don't know, like Tim Tebow's on it as well. He's following more of a keto, ketogenic diet. Um, but I just believe that's turning your body into a different type of fat. And so, that, well, that's kind of a little tip of the next myth. But in general, if you want to lose weight and you want to keep it off, Let's find a way to incorporate to your lifestyle. So what I like to talk about is principles. So in keto, you have principles, right? High fat, moderate protein, low carbs. In paleo, you have things that were been around for thousands of years, whole grains, fruits and vegetables, things like that. So you can take principles and apply them to your life. So if you don't like, let's say spinach, okay? That's, that's okay, you're not Popeye, that's all right. But then you can find other sources of iron to make up that or other ways to incorporate the other potassium or folate that's in there. You don't have to eat every fruit and vegetable on the planet. Um, there are a lot, too. There's a lot. <laughs> so you can easily choices. mix yeah. and match. And that's the cool part is at least, but I don't think even I haven't done this, is gone through every single fruit and vegetable be like, low, medium, or high. How much do I like it? And then eat more of those ones I do like. Exactly and find ways to incorporate and balance the other I like ones. I, I'm hearing a fruit and vegetable audit of your life. Correct. So, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's the plant-based diet right now. It's becoming even bigger right now because there's a lot more research. Uh, T. Colin Campbell wrote two books, Whole, and he also wrote another one called The China Study, and that actually has the largest amount of research when it comes to nutrition. And the research well, he's done on China, plant- China eat a lot of veggies? Is that um, he did a lot of research over there, yeah on plant-based nutrition, and we're talking plant-based protein specifically, and just the research from, I mean, cases of like, I don't know, I want to call them heart points in a, in a way, so like heart attacks, strokes, anything like related to the heart, um, diminished completely um, in, in his research when it came to a plant-based diet compared to those eating cheese, processed meats, things like that. So I'm not a big fan of diets or cleanses, and the reason why is because when you're done with it, you're typically going back to what you're used to. And so if you can apply small habits, small rituals every single day. So if your, your goal is to lose 15 pounds, which is probably a lot of us, um, because we're like, okay, well, especially with the COVID-15, isn't that what you want to call it, right? Um, 
And so we're looking at how can we incorporate small things to create lifelong change. And I believe health is a lifestyle as opposed to a two-month cleanse or as opposed to a three-month keto cycle that it's going to follow off when it gets hard. Yeah, and one, well, one of your values, too, with health and wellness is education. I mean, you're right. educating us now, and so a lot of the times those diets, you see a big impact, but you're not educated on how to have those different disciplines. Well, just give us a, t- a few, two or three kind of tips, um, ways to live better without taking this full diet on. Mm-hmm. But what can we do? You've said a few things, but other new things for us? Like, how could I lose a little weight but have, have it established through new habits? Okay, so... One I love, I think I talked about it last time, is intermittent fasting. Right. And it doesn't have to be set to a schedule. I'm not a big fan of 16-8. I'm not a big fan of 20 and 4. I'm a big fan of listening to your body. So these are hours of fasting window and there's an eating window. I believe you should listen to your body. So some days I only fast for 10 hours. Some days I can fast for up to 18 to 20. So it just depends on what I'm doing and how active I am. So, so let's pause there because I'm, I'm doing that too. I mean, yep. I know you've done it. Yeah, yeah. And just like my body has gotten attuned to around... 7.30 to 8 at night, yep. kind of stop eating. And then at 11 o'clock, I have my green vibrant shake ready to go. But then I do eat like an hour later. But it's like at 8, 9, 10, drinking water and coffee throughout. This is decaf, by the way. But um, that's, that's working for me. Why, why am I doing that? Like, what is that doing to my body that's actually helpful? Giving it a break. Yeah. So Normalize that language, right? Giving your gut a break. Giving your gut a break and giving your entire body a break. So when you're consuming anything with a calorie, whether it be protein... With a calorie. Exactly. With what we call calories, is your body is going to have a response of saying, I need to break this down. I need to digest it. That's priority number one. And everything else pretty much slows down. It doesn't shut down, but it slows down. So your growth of your cells slow down. Your repair of your cells slow down. A process called apoptosis, which is a natural cell death. Ones that you want to die dying off. Um, so all this is going to slow down. So this is almost like a reset button, giving your body a break. Every day. Taking the weight off every single day. And there's also the other aspect of some people just fast for two, three, four days in a month, and they're good because you're still giving your body a break at once. We're, it's like the heart aspect. Yeah, you can work it, but you can't overwork it. Otherwise, it's going to... It's going to tap out a little bit sooner than you hope. You make me think of our cars, right? Yeah. You don't, you know, you drove, if you drove it 24 hours a day all the time, you know, it's going to have a wear and tear versus, Correct. you know, my truck sits for 12 hours just idle at night. <laughs> so one of the biggest windows you maybe want, when is my biggest window? Right. Well, finish eating at six or so. Yeah. And maybe eat your breakfast then at seven. I'm not a huge math guy, but I think yeah. that's a fair Correct. Amount of time. <laughs> length of time. Right? Exactly. And so the other part with that is 13 hours. Yeah, that's yeah. solid because typically at around 12 hours, your body runs out of what they call glycogen stores. Mm-hmm. So stored glucose. So now you're tapping into fat. Even that extra hour a day, whether it's 25, 30 calories, you keep adding that up consistently throughout a year, you might lose a few pounds without even noticing a single thing. I mean, that's the cool part. It's very easy to implement. Um, but people are like, oh, wow, I can't eat for 16 hours. And that's the same thing with keto. Oh, I, I have to eat this, this, and this. Says who? Like, make it adaptable to your yeah, lifestyle. Because freedom. Jake's different than me. Tim's different than me. Adam's different than me. What you're so, going to do that day. Correct. You know, working out at what time. And, and then you're going to be different energy. tomorrow. That's the crazy Marlin, part. Marlon, you're different Marlin. Than, than us. Exactly. Yeah. So we're all different, and technically we're growing and we're adapting every single day. That's the hard part. But that's also, I believe, the challenge, and I think that's the fun part too. So we just broke that myth. If you want to lose weight, go on a diet or a cleanse. No, eat um, healthier and have different rhythms that, that work for you. Yeah, establish new habits. The third one, the next myth is what? 
The next myth is fat makes you fat. We kind of touched on a little, like I said, fat makes you fat. So fat makes you pH at maybe. We want yeah. That's an old school word, right? But not fat makes you not fat. And why? This goes back into what else you're doing. Like not one thing is going to make you sick. Not one thing is going to make you well. So like I talked about coconut oil, not you're eating one tablespoon or even one teaspoon of coconut oil is not going to make you fat. It's not staying active consistently as well. It's eating over in excess what you need of your proteins, carbs, and fats because your body's going to store that for fuel. That's the way God designed us. You know, when we had to go hunt for our food more so than and pick our own apples instead of having an apple put on your plate, like, cool, that was easy. I paid two bucks. Like, that was so simple. And so... Simple days, right? Well, yeah. I mean, just the thought of like, I go to we go to the gym and we work out. And before there weren't gyms because you no. worked out as you walked and, and as you worked and yeah. gathering. Consistent yeah. moderation exercises, opposed to condensed. And I believe that's actually a good way to go too. Is and if someone doesn't want to go to the gym, that's totally fine. But like, you must go back to that old bottle of like, let me go do 15 push-ups in between commercials. Mm-hmm. Like, just stay consistently active. Like, I know my Apple Watch. That's part of. That's one of the three rings. Move, move. It'll tell you every. Like, I think once an hour, if you're sitting, stand up. Like, move. Get that body moving because that consistency of, of stagnation yeah. isn't beneficial. I'm, I'm so gonna, you got to get up right now. I got to get up right yeah, now. Yeah. All right. So here's here's the reality too. Um, we're gonna be going deep into a book called Limitless. Limitless is. Okay. Uh, a book by Jim Quick yep. that um, I actually just read it. Did you? The whole <laughs> yeah. Did you like it? That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Pretty epic, right? Brain yeah. science stuff. But one of the um, and it's, it feels good to stand. It does. It does. It does. One of the, the one of the so things tall. we learned <laughs> is um, twenty five minutes on and then at least five minutes off. Yep. Do you remember that? Yep. I, Pomodoro effect or Pomodoro. something like that. Pomodoro that, principle. Yeah. Did I get that? Okay. Yeah. Cool. So 25 minutes on, if you've been doing the same things for 25 minutes or more, it could be at work and you've not switched it up, moved, whatever. You're not getting maximum effect. And switching it up could be turning it off right now and going and saying, I'm going to apply X principle to my life. 25 on for speaking. You know, to hear something. We're trying to keep our podcast around the 25-minute mark now because we want people to then move toward action. Any response to that? Small, simple steps. Yeah. And so we're going to the, the myth of fat makes you fat. So it's, we're going back to that habit concept oh, yep. of small, simple steps. So have a little bit of beneficial fat. Don't go towards the saturated, the trans fats, things like that. Because, of course, those are going to have an easier time of transferring to fat. But if you're looking at um, things in walnuts, avocados, they've actually found that being burned as, as fuel much easier as opposed to... So there's calories, not a calorie, not all calories are calories. Um, but it's the fat aspect of not all fats are the same either, not created equal. So, um, good. Yeah. Awesome. Stand sit. It's up to Stand you. Stand sit. I'll keep moving. Yeah, I, love keep it. moving. I love it. All right. Number four, the myth here, numero cuatro, is <laughs> supplements make you healthy. Interesting. Everyone likes supplements, uh, or you hear about them like, oh, all these supplements. So, supplements and make you healthy. And I'm the supplement healthy. guy, too. So, yeah, this is right. interesting. I, I was sitting here, I was actually researching a lot on the internet and trying to see what the common myths are so I could talk about common myths. But at the same time... You're just too tall. We need to get you in the camera. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'm down here. It's okay. Um, it almost inhibits us. So just like taking something, we don't want to create as much action because you're taking that. So because I'm taking a multivitamin, I don't have to eat my fruits and vegetables now. So it almost inhibits us. So I'd rather have someone go eat more fruits and vegetables. The real is, thing. Exactly which 
crazy statistic is an apple is 263 times more absorbable than ascorbic acid, which is the vitamin C in pills, emergency, things like that, which is 98% of the market. So why wouldn't you just eat the apple instead? Because that he also has another 499 beneficial phytochemicals that God's put on the planet that have a synergistic effect as opposed to just one It's also one probably component. cheaper. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> and you can get a lot more out of it. So, But it's going back to the aspect of less than 24% of people actually eat their minimum five servings of fruits and vegetables, mm. which is only five cups. So technically, a good-sized salad would put you there, which is kind of scary because, to me, that's somewhat simple, but that's also kind of how I've been raised, and that's how I've implemented myself. But not everybody's had that, I guess, blessing, you want to call it. So supplements make you healthy. So how can we find ways to make ourselves healthy and then add an extra supplement to, of course, boost it? So if I'm missing some gaps of, of iron and supplementing whole food, so there's whole food multivitamins, go that route as opposed to man-made synthetic minerals that are super, du- super duper cheap that cost you $8.50 and it lasts you three and a half months. So like, you also pay for what you get that same time. So first, let's go to what God gave us, fruits and vegetables. Secondly, if you do supplement, go to whole food, plant-based um, supplementation. That way you do get the absorbability from God as opposed to man-made synthetics. So drop one or two of those supplements. Correct. Specific. Um, so, so, but you, you. I'm <laughs> asking us. you to tell us, <laughs> tell us if we're deficient. We what are always some, have yeah. to go buy something after yeah, this show. We do. So it just is what it is. Tell us what to buy next. <laughs> what to buy next? Oh, man. <laughs> we're so... My one big supplement now, last time it was Green Vibrance, and I still love Green Vibrance and Max Vibrance. That's seriously the best stuff. But the other thing is when we're eating our foods, we're not breaking it down as well as we should. So enzymes. I mentioned this to you last time. I actually had an enzyme. Should, when I, I, should I chew more? Um, n- yes and no. So your body has a natural bank, if you want to think of it, of these enzymes. Protein ones, carbohydrate ones, and fat ones. So break down each type. Then you also have simple sugars and things like lactose. Which breaks down, or lactase, which breaks down. There are down. enzymes that are do, breaking breaks down all those milk different sugar. things. So you've, if yeah. you think about when we're born, right, and you're, and you're breastfed, right. there's, there's an enzyme or there's a sugar, and they're called lactose, right? And now we're running into people that are lactose intolerant when they're 20, 30, 40, 50, in those latter ages. But yet we could break that down when we're babies. I just believe we are ran out of those enzymes. Are you saying those people ran out of the enzymes? Or something? No, they just ran out of those enzymes. <laughs> they ran out of the they're enzymes. tapping them out. Take, so they're on. having... Not excess dairy, but they're having more dairy than they pr- probably could. So genetically, we do have a certain amount in the bank. So God put mm. a certain amount of carbohydrate-breaking down enzymes in you and protein ones. And so the more you use them, the, the less you have. So some people have inflammation of the joints. Sometimes that can be root-caused as not breaking down your proteins. And that protein stays in your system and turns into uric acid. And your body wants to attack that uric acid, we hear arthritis and gout. And the way against that is to raise your enzyme, perhaps. And so, so there's just some enzymes with meals. We take a pill for enzymes? Take an enzyme with your meals. So that's going to do two things. That's what you took the other day when we were at lunch. Yeah. Like, what are you taking? taking? Taking off the body, like I talked about before, giving your body a break, because your body only has enough certain amount of these. And the other aspect is getting more from your foods. So when I talk about, instead of supplementing so much, going back to food, which I'm a big fan of supplements, so it's a not saying that, but now let's get more from our foods because our body can break it down. Exactly. Your body doesn't use proteins. It uses the smaller version of amino acids. Big old chain that is now at a a weight of a protein of 20 grams of protein or 25 grams of protein. Um, So if you can break that down, smaller portions of it, um, your body can actually use that much easier. What's your enzyme? 
So my enzyme is the plant-based enzyme, and it's a pretty much I call it can break down anything from a Thanksgiving meal. So your proteins, carbs, fats, mm. your simple sugars, your complex sugars, your fibers. And a pill. Hey, hey, and a pill. hey, you got any of that stuff right here? Yeah, yeah come on, man. This is good stuff. Yeah, yeah, he does. How much for that action right I, now? I, I never <laughs> leave my house without it. Boom. I never leave it. <laughs> it looks like a, because like a, if mint, I go out. a mint in there yeah. or something. Let's see those things. Let's see that action. Oh. Enzyme. So this little tiny thing. So this is going to do, if you take this with your meal, between, at the point you start eating, up to 15 minutes after. Red or blue. <laughs> you're going to start absorbing it a little bit better. Okay. Say, say the last part again. I was so enamored by the capsule. So if you take an enzyme with your meals, you're going to break down your meal better. Right. And therefore, what we kind of want is sometimes less gas, less bloating. No one um, wants that. No. Because take the pill. Take the pill. Wow. Um, because you're breaking down your food somewhere. That's, those are signals that your body isn't breaking down. Take as it well. before or after? I miss. That's what I miss. Uh, when do I take it? Before up to 15 minutes after. So in that eating window, pretty much. Nice. So I typically take it before if I really forget. If I get we were pinching. asking for two tips, two supplements. We're gonna go with this one. Yeah. Just go with one. Done. Keep it simple. I love that. All right, sweet. So the fifth myth. You're gonna end with one that holds near and dear to your heart. You say, "My genetics are my destiny." My yeah. genetics. You've heard that a lot. My genetics are my destiny. So my, my mom that. had blood pressure problems, so I'm going to have blood pressure problems. Mm. Um, my dad had a stroke, so I'm more prone to have a stroke. My that dad had true. a heart attack. Yep. Heart disease. And so now I'm worried about having that. My dad had Alzheimer's. My mm. grandpa had Alzheimer's. Now I'm worried about that. Like, And your, I, your grandpa did. My grandpa did have Alzheimer's, so that was my personal example. So yeah. another one's like, I'm big boned. Um, that's another one I hear all the time. Um, it's, it's, I have bigger bones, and it's like, okay, yes, but... Now, what do you do from that? There's that nature, which is that genetic aspect that God gave us, but then there's the nurture. What do we decide to do with that? Yeah, it's such a fatalistic myth, you know? Correct. Uh, and so, do you think God gave us I, no hope with that? Yeah, no. no, and so we're actually learning the same thing with like neurons. They always thought once you have your brain cells and you, you kill them with drinking alcohol or taking drugs or whatever, they're gone. They're gone. It's like now we're nope. realizing, oh, there's, there's ways to regenerate brain cells. We're finding new things. Mm. Same thing with genetics. Yeah, you might have this gene that expresses this certain way, which means you have certain color eyes, certain strength of hair, right? Beautiful hair. Strength, over there. strength of hair. Wow. He just ripped on this. <laughs> I almost wow. missed that myself. Oh, okay. Over looking at Tim, like, oh, <laughs> Look at this. I'm, I'm with these two guys. Look at his hair. Right, Can you Katie. zoom in on the beauty? Keep going, man. We got to move no. this out. Is there a supplement, by the way? <laughs> no, I've tried it all. Collagen? You never know. Collagen, yeah, that's right. Um, but now, like with the brain cells, we're finding out epigenetics. What sits on top of the gene that can turn that light switch on and off? So, yes, you might be more prone to having blood pressure problems, but what are you doing to change that? And what are you doing in the environment? What environment are you putting yourself in? Are you stressed? Are you eating the right foods to help your body take care of that problem? I believe, in my opinion, is that God gave us a system to take care of everything, whether it's your immune system to fight off infection or whether it's to balance blood pressure. And what blood pressure is going to be easy to go to. So um, how do you decide to eat, live your lifestyle, not a diet, not a time frame, but the rest of your life, to turn or turn off that gene, depending on if it's good or bad? Yeah, dude, this has been so much fun. I could, we could talk to you for a long time. Yeah, but usually before we're, we're, we're in our soon. window we'll right now. You, we'll have you back for a fourth. Yeah, definitely. Wow. And I hope that you have written down a lot of notes and that you're looking at your one thing that you're looking to to change. And um, maybe it's going to buy that supplement.
Uh, maybe it's just saying, I need more veggies. I want to run some tests maybe to figure out yep. what veggies really, and listen, I want to listen to my body more, yep. right? So this is an awesome opportunity right now, this day. Who cares about COVID-19? We know the end of the story. Jesus is coming right now for you to take responsibility, the Holy Spirit to give you the wisdom to take the right next step, to live a fully, this is what Jesus came to give, fullness of life. Live your fullest every day. Every day. Fullness of life is yours in Jesus. And this is not a shame-filled conversation. This is a hope-filled conversation for you. So set aside anything that's shame-filled and just say, man, I'm growing today. I'm learning new things today so that my body can accommodate the mission that God has sent me on. Man, my final thoughts are my genetics are not my destiny. (laughs) That's right. They are. I got to just take this into existence (laughs) and pray more. and also that if you're a leader out there of a church, I normalize this conversation. Um, there's people like KJ in your audience, especially young yeah. people that care about this, and everyone should care about it, but they can speak life into your congregation and help help out. The third thing is that he's doing that for us locally at CG Cares. So uh, it might go digital as well for people that are listening all around the country, mm-hmm. but uh, locally here at Christ Greenfield, you're going to be able to go to a class here starting probably in July or August uh, to uh, learn more for four to six weeks about health and wellness. Karen is carrying. Thanks for getting the word out. KJ Screws, we'll have you on again. In the house. Thanks Thanks so much for joining us on Lead Time. We will see you very, very soon. Every Friday, man, fresh episodes. Peace out. You've been listening to Lead Time, a podcast of the Unite Leadership Collective. The ULC consults and brings together cohorts of congregations to build the culture, systems, and structures of intentional discipleship multiplication. To go deeper with us, create a free login on uniteleadership.org for access to exclusive materials and resources. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week's episode.